What is up, everybody? We are back. I am George Mossy. Please say hello to my co-host, Kara. The Nine Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 11. This is part two of the podcast, so we have a lot to talk about. We ran out of time in the last one because it was just <laughs> so much. But I want to talk about Debbie and Osama. So it's time for Debbie to make the trip to Kimaset to stay with Osama's parents for a few days. And you know, we are 90 Day Fiance hardcore fans, so we know how meeting the family can go, even if there's no age gap. There's always a negative issue when it comes to meeting the family, whether it's a cultural difference, whether it is they don't like something that you do or wear or say or eat. There's always something. So we were kind of bracing ourselves for Osama's parents to kind of attack Miss Debbie, right? We were waiting for them to question her age or question her intentions. And it actually was the most accepting. It reminded me a lot of the Gabe and Isabel scenes. I was like, this is the most accepting Muslim family like that I have ever come across. And it was just amazing because even okay. Debbie, she was like, I'm feeling like I'm a welcome guest. She's like, even the vibes, right? When she walks into the house, the vibes are just super positive. And the parents are like excited to see her and she's in a good mood. And I was like, this is not what I was expecting at all, right? Yeah, first of all, I want to say yay for getting to see Debbie, finally, giving us a lot more than three minutes. She is such a doll. I love that woman. She has got, you can see her heart. I mean, she loves love. And that was a beautiful meeting. I don't think it could have gone any better. I don't either. The fact that they said that age was never a factor, because I was like, well, the biggest factor will be the age. And I know that she's an American and they're Muslim, so that was going to come up too. But when he said that age was never an issue, like a deal breaker for him, I was like, oh my God, Debbie might actually marry the man that she loves. No one yeah. is going to stand in her way. Like this is going to be a first in yeah. 90 Day Fiance history. I mean, Ginny and Submit made it happen, but he did lose contact with his yeah. entire family, minus his brother and his wife. So could it possibly happen where she's going to be able to marry Osama and they can move on in the lives that they want? Because they don't know that she has moved full time to Morocco and Osama decided not to tell them. I mean, I don't know why he didn't tell them. I feel like it's always better to pre-warn people. I always like to pre-warn people of things. I'm like, just get it out there. So before the person gets there, they're not like dropping too many bombs on people. You know, we don't want to cause too much of a stress on people, especially when you're giving out new information. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm feeling good about it. But next week, we did see a scene from Debbie saying some pretty harsh things to Osama. So something turns out somewhere. And we, I, we don't know how. Osama said, you're going to take me to America or you can leave now. And but when did, when did that happen? Yeah. Like, when did that happen? Because yeah. that was never the plan. Nope. But, you know, the the parents were just as nervous to meet her as she was to meet them, which I thought was adorable. The fact that he didn't mention that she's moving there permanently, that was a bad on his part. And then, Or maybe that was the plan. Because I was like, well, maybe if he wants to go to America, maybe he never told anyone that she was coming there because his plan was to come to America. It's weird because Debbie would be the first person you would tell that to because she's going to be the one to make it happen. So she's the only one not in on it, if that's the truth. But in the car, he told her, I want you to tell them. What a crappy thing to put on somebody. As she's already nervous and scared yeah. and has enough to deal with. I know. And <laughs> she said it was a red flag. And I'm like, Debbie, 
that is a red flag, but you got to ignore it. You know, everyone on the season ignores all the red flags. Yeah. We just walk right past them like we're not there. They think it's a carnival. So I want to switch gears and I want to talk about Danielle and Johan. So we found out that that conversation that Danielle and Johan had, that was the day before his birthday. And I'm talking about the conversation about her ex-boyfriend Talon coming to the Dominican Republic, which it's a free country. You know, he's allowed to go to the Dominican Republic, but he wants to meet with Danielle. And that is complete disrespect in Johan's culture. You don't do that. When you're a married woman, you don't go and meet up with your exes, people that you've had relationships with. Um, even like if your husband knows about it, it's still not something that you would even do. So Johan yeah. is holding the grudge. So we find out that it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Johan. And we also find out that <laughs> Danielle plans amazing birthday celebration with his entire family. His first birthday ever that he had his entire family there. And he has a massive family. So beautiful. But Johan was not ready to let the grudge go. So when Johan's dad said, when he was giving his speech and he thanked everyone, God, his family, his parents. And he said, you should thank your wife. And he's like, oh, I've thanked her. And he didn't acknowledge her. He didn't hug her. He didn't say, thank you for doing this. Thank you for putting this together because she didn't work a pretty big miracle on getting that cake because apparently Danielle goes into places the day of a party to order a cake. See <laughs> when I need a cake, I order the cake like 10 days prior. That's a minimal. It's like sometime 15. Like if I want it special, like if it needs to look like a race car or something, I'm going to go in there like a month early. But yep. she went in the day of and she still managed to get the guy to let her decorate it in his business. So she worked a miracle. So what she wants whenever she wants. Exactly. That's what she said. She's like, I'm going to get what I want. And she did. So how do you feel about Johan's reaction to her party and her efforts and him not thanking her do you think it was okay for him to hold the grudge in that way or do you think it was justified go johan so go johan he said there will be consequences to pay she said what kind of consequences mm -hmm. so he's building up the consequences and this is just a taste of it so do you want to keep pushing that's how i feel go johan stand your ground i mean I'm a grudge holder. I think a lot of people know that about me. Like I'm a grudge holder. So I forgive, but I don't forget. So, and I feel like this was fresh. Like it was a horrible timing for her to have that conversation with him because even he said it, he was like, you ruined my birthday yeah. yesterday. Yep. He was like, knowing that my birthday was the next day, what you did the day before you've ruined the tone because her little, um, ritual that she did with the coconut it didn't work because yeah. the, the 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 hurt was already done and the fact that she decided to have that conversation and she was so adamant on doing what she wanted to do and she just thought the next day they were going to wake up and everything was going to be okay that's not how relationships work that was not a resolution no. johan has said that that's not something that he agrees with he doesn't want it to happen and she just decided well tomorrow's a new day I'm going to forget what he said. His feelings are irrelevant to me. I'm going to do what I want and hopefully everything will go well. And Johan proved that is not the case. He literally let her leave the party that she planned and he didn't try to stop her. He didn't yep. go after her because yep. that's how he felt. And I'm feeling that he has the right to stand up for himself. We haven't seen a lot of him standing up for himself this season, but we're seeing it now. Yes. She lied to him about coming to America and he let that go. That's a pretty big deal. That's a life-altering decision. And he let that go because he loved her enough. But now, now he's got to be thinking, if we did go to America, how many of your exes would we be visiting with? You know, is that normal there? He would have all kinds of fears. 
but she's always saying, if I was in New York, it would be this way. If I was in New York, it would be that way. Well, you're not in New York and that was your choice. So deal with it, girl. Call your Baba, do whatever you need to do. You already ruined that. So I want to talk about Gabe and Isabel. So they're in preparation of planning their wedding, but the plans got a wrench thrown in it because they went to a lawyer to figure out what's the best course of action because Gabe had 30 days left on his visa. And if he didn't get married to Isabel prior to that visa, he would have to leave for six months and then come back. And then we find out that there is no possible way that he can get married in 30 days because he is missing a birth certificate that is showing his correct gender. The birth certificate that he has was issued at birth, but that does not accurately show what gender that he is. And in order for him to marry Isabel in Colombia, the documents have to match. And the only way to get that corrected is to go back to Florida and have two doctors um, do a signature on a document and take that in and have it revised. And you know, our government, all of the things that you need done government-wise will take you months. People know because it's a passport alone can take you up to four or five months. So just imagine. This is what got me on that was, I don't know about any other states, but I'm in Oregon. And in Oregon, even to have your driver's license renewed, you have to take your birth certificate in with you. He said his driver's license says male. So if his driver's license says male and he had to bring his birth certificate in to get his driver's license, how did that happen? So somewhere there is a birth certificate that says he's male. Well, or yeah, he said that the document that he used for proof for his transitions, he sent in for his passport and they never sent it back. So, you know, when you apply for a passport, you send in your evidence and you have to send it to them and then they physically have to view it and then send it back. He said that that document exists, but he never got it back. So all of the proof of his surgery, and I'm assuming it was a updated birth certificate when he applied for his passport. That's how the passport says mail. But when that evidence was supposed to be sent back to him after the approval for the passport, it never made it. And yeah. I'm not sure why, he said it was 10 years ago, but I'm not sure why he didn't reach out to someone and say, yeah. hey, you have all of my documents because these documents are super, super important. No matter um, trans or not, you know, your birth certificate is just super important for any life event or things that you're doing. And not necessarily just like getting married, but like living in another country, none of that, like just applying to buy a home, like applying for a loan, like sometimes, especially a mortgage, you're going to need that type of stuff. So yeah. I really wish, and Isabel said it, she's like, you should have had this done. I really wish that you would have been more proactive and mature about this. Cause she's like, you just let it go. You didn't get the documents back. It didn't bother you. It didn't worry you. And now here we are supposed to be planning our wedding. And now you're planning a trip back to Florida. And I don't know when I'm going to see you again. And this is a recurring theme this season the americans are going back to america due to some sort of lack of planning like i feel like there's so many planning and organizational issues this season that people can't seem to stay in the countries where they want to live because there are so many overlooked details this is gabe's second faux pas as far as organizational skills so he didn't have the stamp or the most important thing he needed for his business and that was a deal but we don't see what happened after that. Did he get it? Did he get it sent to him? Did he have a new one made? What happened there? Also, 
why are you not on the phone? Why are you not emailing? This should be something you got crunch time. I'm going to get this submitted so that when I get to the U.S., I'm already 10 steps ahead by the time I get there so that I can turn around and come right back. But there's no effort put in there. I, I'd be on the phone the second I found out. And Isabel said that. She's like, I just feel like you're not serious about us getting married. You're not serious. The severity of the situation wasn't really hitting him the way yeah. it was hitting her. And she's like, I just wish that you took it as seriously as I did. And he was just like, oh, it's not a big deal. I'll go to America and fix it. And she's like, I wanted to be planning a wedding, not sending you back yeah. to another country. And it, it, he's not seeing the severity of that. Oh, I have to bring up, I have to bring up. So he didn't tell his mom. So what hit me as weird is he didn't tell his mom or sister that he's engaged, but he went through so much to get Isabel's parents approval. Yeah. What is up with that? That's insane. That's just, that blew my mind. Because when he was leaving, it seemed like he was so open with his family. Because his family's so accepting. His family supported him. His family, you know, they were a little hesitant to let just let him go, but they still supported him. So I would have thought that he was going to be like, you know, when I get there, I'm going to propose because I want to spend my life with her. I was very shocked to hear that he didn't say something. I was appalled. I thought that would have been his first phone call because like you said, his family is not just supportive, but they love him. They didn't yeah. even want him to go. And But they said, I'm going to let you go so you can be happy. Now that he's happy, the first phone call was not to his mom and sister. And I'm trying to wonder, is there something that we need to know? Yeah. Why would he keep that from them? Because he went through so much trouble, you know, yeah. to get the approval of Isabel's parents and her family, even her kids, you know, he yep. went through a lot. So to leave out his sister and his mom, it's, it's, I'm scratching the back of my head and I'm like, that is appalling and strange to me. And I want to get to the bottom of that. Yep. Me too. Something's going to come out there too. It's just, it's very suspicious. All right, guys, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been a fun conversation. I can't wait till next week. Thank you to my co-host, Cara. Her links are right here at the bottom. I'm George Mossy. Make sure you're following me on all social media platforms at George Mossy, georgemossy.com, and anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in to The George Mossy Show. And we'll talk to you guys really soon.